1: The stories of briscoe and bradshaw i'll be bradshaw that would be the wwe hall of famer oklahoma's favorite son mr gerald briscoe and we have got one of the the most iconic figures in wrestling history he is coming to get you this is one of the greatest characters it was there created when i was there and one of the greatest characters wwe ever created and it's the right guy to, to have played it mr Man. welcome to the show
0: uh, well, thank you very much, Mr. Briscoe and Mr. JBL. I appreciate being on the show, brother. It's a real honor and pleasure, truly enough.
2: You, you know, Marty, man, uh, you know, and, and it's a pleasure to have you on there. You're such a unique character and everything. You know, we want to get into that character, you know, but, you know, the person behind that face page, you know, that John and I both gotten to, to know is, is quite an athlete. and has quite a story, man you've done yeah you you, you you had several different careers before you came along to wwe and would you can, would you mind marty just calling you marty number one and kind of walking through you know the the pre Boogeyman man you know when when we would use a little Boogeyman man hanging on the street corner <laughs> staring your, <laughs> your brothers and sisters there what kind of athlete athletics did you do and and uh and who who, who kind of, who was your inspiration? Who was that uh, that character on TV that said, man, I want to be a professional wrestler? Tell well, you
0: know what? You, If you just take your time out, if you get a mirror right now and look at it, it would be you, Mr. Briscoe. You and your brother Jack, man. When I was growing up watching NWA, Florida Championship wrestling with Gordon Solie, You know, and back then, I mean, it started right then. I mean, I'm... The history of professional wrestling, I think, it dates so far back, and it's such a family fun event. Which you you cherish the memories watching it with your dad, your mom, your sister, your brother, and now who day. who
2: was it? It was Florida Championship Wrestling, and and, and of course the Briscoe brother, of course. But it was was it your grandmother, your mom, or your dad, or who who had come well, you in know, the my morning? yeah
0: yeah. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. My my dad had had a major influence on me, and my mom mom too too as well. I mean, being the best that we can be and uh, doing the th- things of that nature. In terms of my grandmother, my grandmother was Native American. Both my grandparents right. uh, lived over to be 100 a, a years old. One, one, 108, the other, 115. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, Native, Native American. But uh, as far as me getting influenced in my career before WWE started, I did a lot of... Um, I always wanted to grow up, I actually initially wanted to be a stunt man, so sort to of work. I always wanted to, I, you know, I get in fights with my sisters and brothers because I, I just do stupid stuff. And then on wrestling, when I'm watching that, I'd be jumping down, breaking the coffee table, trying to do a elbow drop, you know, it's like, but um it, it all started back then but I graced my way up to football and I played football for most of my life. In
2: fact- Who uh, who do do you play college ball with? Hadn't that- Yes, Tarquio
0: Tarquio College Isles, NAI Conference, Heart of America Conference there. And um, yeah, and played played four years and lettered in in each year- You were
2: a running back,
0: is that- No, I played H-back slot, slot, H-back slot. And then from that point, I was fortunate enough to get a shot with Cleveland Browns in 86. You know, and um, unfortunately that, did, that didn't work out. But just to be invited to camp, i take taken my athletic ability to its pinnacle. So, but shortly after that, I went from camp to camp, to camp, to camp, all the way down, then I started uh, in 95 at the Iowa Barnstormers. It was actually two years with the Miami Hooters prior to going to uh, Iowa. And that's when WWE was holding, WWF at the time was holding a uh, a, 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 a show there. And my career is coming to an end as far as football is concerned. I was dealing with a hip flexor injury, you know, hamstring, and so forth. So, and uh, we went to the show. All my buddies, all my teammates, just said, and they used to call me my, my name back then. They called me Big. And <laughs> I, I don't know. They just called me Big. But say, Big, you ought to, you ought to do that. You ought to do do professional wrestling. And I've always been influenced by professional wrestling. So I took the time out because I would don't have any particular professional sports team. So at that time, you know, the the songs, we got the key to the city, you know, it's the only thing that they had, you know, professional team. So I accessed myself to get backstage. And the first person I met was Mark Calloway, Undertaker, man, it was great. I was like, man, you know, I'm looking at him say, hey, you know, I'm telling him, you, you know, it's great to meet you, you know, and so forth. And I, I said, anyway, Paul, how can I get involved? with um, he said Mackey, he said yes my football, I told him about the, my whole football thing. And he walked me back to the room and there he was, Mr. Briscoe. And I sat and I, and I spoke and I said, John, Mr. Mr., Mr. Laker. this transpired in 95. I didn't get to a shot to WWE till 2004, five, <laughs> you know? So all this stuff had passed on. He gave me information, that's when Deep South was doing this. And I couldn't get that red tape. We we transport, We call each other, play phone tag over the years. And but a lot of people don't realize Mr. Briscoe was actually first person. I mean, he, he was making trying to contact. And uh, but ten years later, you know, lo and behold, I get I get a shot, and um, I, and I share that story, and he remembered. He remembered me, man. Him, I mean, he remembered him and tape remembered it. Was, it was like, man, this is great. So this is meant to be, I'm in the right place. You know, but throughout those whole 10 years, man, I tried and I tried. And then finally, of course, you guys know the whole 30 story, you know? I mean, it's like when I finally got the shot to go out to Venice, after my agent, my acting uh, agent, she um, she told me, say, you ought to try tough enough. You know, you, you ever thought about doing that? And I did that. And, and lo and behold, the story, I go on, I go on TV Venice Beach, uh, Fill out my application. I mean, it's the damn there's no way I could put, there's no way I can put forty in here. You know what
2: I mean? Tell us a little bit about that. I know it's kind of an embarrassing moment, but it's just somebody chasing their dream and something, somebody that's willing to do anything yeah. to get that dream. And, and it wasn't like you're a forty-year-old man competing against these guys, 20, 25 years old, and you're blowing them all away as an athlete. I mean, that, that even at your age had to make you feel good. But you know, how how did they come about? You got busted, so. Hey, to say. hey! hey by, by the way,
1: Boogie, Boogie, Mister Briscoe, and I would have done the exact same thing Damn seven right. days a <laughs> week. So, we're with you. On, we're with you on this
2: one. Yeah, yeah, all the way, down. <laughs> You know, I wanted a job,
0: but I knew I knew when I when I filled out the application. And I'm not encouraging anybody out there that's listening to go out and, and do that. But um, I had to do what I had to do as long as I was able to back it up. You know, what I what I was trying to do. but I knew if I once I did that, they had at least two to three days. So I had two to three days. I knew I had a time span where I could perform at least athletically, boom, enough to. To, to get on this to to, to, to do this to, to try to become a professional wrestler but the end result was tra- tragic when they told me uh we can't stand when they when i knew they caught me the whole world' watching and i know i'm like hey and i felt good about my you know me doing well you know, and i'm like man how did yeah. how did they catch you what well, they done their research whoever did the research after they after, it was like doing the show was we People, you know, trying to get it to go through the whole Tough Enough series at the episodes at that time. And they was just, they were they were selecting the talent for that. And and I'm tell you what, uh, Brother Lakefield, I, I graded it out, man. I'm gonna want just crush, it, crush, it. don't say nothing. I had a headset on that didn't work. I just put my headset on just so people are talking. They think I'm not listening, listen, they think I'm listening to music, but I'm listening to them. So I had a, I had this whole plan of paper my face. Get, my, you know, get in my zone. Didn't talk much. Didn't say nothing. I was there to get a job, and um, and um, the final thing was, that I remember during catering, everybody went to go in and eat, and I'm like, no man, I'm not gonna blend in with that. I'm, I'm here to get a job, you know. So I went out in the middle of the parking lot. Okay, start jumping rope, doing push up, no shade, no nothing. So I'm in, I turn around. I look, I'm in. The, I'm jumping rope. I look over at the canopy. And they're all looking at me, and I'm like, yeah, that's just what I want. It's just what I want, because I wanted a job. I'm gonna give you everything I got, be balls to the walls. You know, when they're to mingle and become friends, I came there for one job only, and that was to get one. But at the end of the day, they said, hey, you're a liar. (laughs) Get off, get off. I said, what? I'm sorry. I I was just convinced. Hey, I'm a dream. So, anyway, so I didn't actually get on the bus. I didn't get on the bus. Like they asked me, Larry Knight, John Laranitis come over to me Says, because I, I stayed on the perimeter and I just was looking, man. I was just, man, there's no fucking way. I think if I stay there long enough, maybe the outcome would change. <laughs> you know, <what> <laughs> you know, I just didn't want to let go of my dream, you know. Cause I was, I mean, I was, I mean, I was there. Yeah, it was I just I needed something more than what I was doing in Miami. And I'm like, damn it, damn it, come on, man, it's 40s. So anyway, John and um Larry and um Finley came, comes over to me and said, Why don't you uh, just get on the bus? And excuse my language. Can I, can I, I don't want to curse or anything like that. No, this.
1: you're fine. You're fine. You're fine.
0: I, well, I, I said, Fuck that. I said, Fuck that. I said, Everybody on that bus is a loser. I just showed all of you today, you know, that, that I can do this. I said, He said, Well, you know, I said, No, I said, No, I said, no, I know my way home. I know my way home. I'm not getting on that bus because everybody on that fucking bus lost. And I won today. I just need a job. And had I got on that bus, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now today. I caught a ride back to the hotel, did some push-ups with some kids on the beach, you know, cause they was all there and so forth just to, you know, and um, I walked to the hotel, man. Next thing I know, I got a phone call and uh, sent me up the OVW and that's where it all started. But yeah, man, I wouldn't get yeah, on that
2: bus. Marty, let me jump in there. That's right. So who could, did John call you and say, hey, Marty, you, you know, you didn't make it, but we see the town and we're sending you to OVW. How, how did that conversation go? Yeah, I, 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 I would like to, I believe it was Larry
0: Daniels or somebody in the office and uh, they sent me up to OVW. And that's, like I said, that's when it all started, man. And I tell you, walking into a situation like that, when I'm like the oldest guy in class, you know, I'll make sure I want to sit in the front row. And I, I see how difficult it is, the whole, I mean, just learning it from, 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 from backstage to, to front. Yeah. You know, and, front
2: and John, John, John and I can back you up on this because we, we know that age restriction that they have, man, and they're, they're really strict. So, you know, the office of the Talent, talent re- Relations Department at that time must have seen a tremendous amount of a- athletic ability in you to take that chance, you know, a forty-year-old going a forty-year-old rookie—I mean, you just don't run across that. But you had the body of a twenty-five-year-old, <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and, and, and the attitude and the attitude that uh, of a WWE superstar. That's basically what pushed you through there. Well, well I
0: thank you too, and I think um, I think the I, I got nothing but to be grateful for the whole the uh, industry of the WWE because it brought me gave me a platform a stage to. You know, express myself and inspire people, you know, in a positive, give me the stage. I mean, I make the choice to try to inspire people with the platform that it's giving me. And I it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be happening. I mean, it'll happen maybe on a different stage, but I gotta give props to to this particular stage of my life, man. And uh it's it's I mean, it's a blessing. It's a true blessing. But it so was when-
2: so when yeah. you showed up at, w, at 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 OVW, who were who were some of the guys in the camp with you, guys and girls in the camp with you that would eventually go on to the main roster? Well, it? you know, um, it,
0: it was a, it was a host actually. Lance Storm was my instructor person, and that guy, I, oh man, I love Lance. Really oh yeah. took, Lance really took time to teach, and he knew I was having some difficulties at trying to learn. You know, for a step by because it's a whole different mentality than me growing out and playing football all my life. You know, it But uh, Lance was—he uh, was the instructor. Then once after that, um, then that's when Bill Demont and Al Snow came in, came into the uh, or the company came into at, at OBW at OBW. But uh, Lance was the first guy that I started uh, getting some, some some knowledge from.
1: Hey, hey who well, not, someone- not, go, not necessarily to go back, but if You don't mind the period between say 95 to 05, it was that 10 year period there. Did you try several other ways to get in the business before tough enough? Did you try to get into several camps? Some, I, mean, yes, I, yes. I read you tried to get into the power plant, it didn't work yes, out, it didn't work out. Or, and like, and
0: there were so many, there were so many different. I had a sheet, you and in fact, you gave me a sheet to, to call, or I, I believe, uh, 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 Mr. Briscoe, or at that time, I, I believe that's how I got it, but I had a sheet with all these. Different wrestling uh, schools across the com- across across the nation. Each one that I tried, it was either some this, I didn't know somebody to get get in there, or, and you know it was it was it was just a tremendous hassle. But um, over the over those ten years that passed between the time I I met Mr. Briscoe and to '95, was yeah, it was definitely in pursuit to to be a professional. Actually, you know, like I said, as a kid growing up, I wanted to. To, to do professional wrestling, you know, so so to speak. and But a lot of people don't know that. But I grew up with NWA, Gordon Solely. I mean, when all, all the people there, Jack Briscoe, Jerry Briscoe, you know, in that era, I mean, you didn't find out your partner, part native. And I'm like, oh my God. And so then I'm thinking, you know, that was Jack, uh, what, what was that? Um, Billy Jack just came out. And I am um, you know what I mean? It's like, and you know, you, you guys just put me in that frame of mind, you know? So it's uh yeah, so I've always been influenced by
1: professional wrestling, man. So it's and, and by the way, uh, natives do live a lot longer. Mr. Briscoe himself just turned 108. What?
2: Uh, <laughs> you live. it's a
1: huge birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> <Seven>.
2: What? <laughs> Happy belated <laughs> birthday, brother. Thank you. It's only it's only 107, but <laughs> <all> right? yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll take 108. <laughs> I right know. On.
1: Look what were you doing were- during that time, that 10 year period there? Your, your football career has played out a little bit. I've been because I've been there. You know, I've been there when a the football player uh, plays out and you're trying to make it in wrestling. You don't have much money and you're not making any money. What were you doing for money? What were you doing during that time, working wise, say from 95 to 05, but doing tough enough?
0: A personal training. I've always been in the health, competing, doing bodybuilding. You know, I competed for seven years. Matter of fact, I uh, was qualified to go to nationals, southern states. Um, actually, it was, in, in fact, uh, Batista, Dave Batista, he did Southern States at one time. And uh, that's something that he and I had in common when I first when I was in the locker room, one uh, of the locker room chats. But um, yeah, personal training, man, doing my thing, um, just, just lifting weights and helping people, inspiring people. That's all I've, all I've ever done, you know. So, but um, that, that's what I did. And just stand in shape, keep dreaming, you know, but not just dreaming, doing something to apply myself to try to put myself in position to make that dream a reality. So um, thank God I did. So, but that's what I did, man. You know, and it was tough. There was times that you didn't want, I didn't want to, you know, it's just all over. And that's why I was like devastated when they told me to get out of the (laughs) ring. I'm I'm like, no, I'm I'm not leaving. I swear to God, it's like, I was was like, I was like Trump didn't want to leave to leave the White House.
2: (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) Well, you didn't read the lead no insurrection though. So, uh so no, you right. so right. so almost, almost sure. did, <laughs> almost. <laughs> did. You tried to, but you didn't. Did, uh, oh, yeah, so, right. so sure, you right. the insurrection stuff. Yes, sir. I'm sorry about so, that. So, so you go to the power plant at WCW. What, what were you told there?
0: no, I was calling. I was making these phone calls, and I never got approved or nothing. I never got a green light on any call or any answer that other than I need to do this or or either the, or the business has shut down numbers changed and things of that nature so and through the course of life of course I just kept doing because I was doing commercials before and then I also had a career' with doing a little bit of uh, movie acting with um, any given Sunday you know with some with some action some good lads and, and an all-star cast and matter of fact LT and I became good friends on on from that show but then um, really yeah yeah without a doubt without a doubt in fact i ran into him and i believe it was uh somewhere in Washington, spokane washington i was doing a doing a thing they said something they said lt uh and they had the any given sunday hat and i hadn't seen him in a, in a minute but i walked over to him and man he jumped up with joy and i mean just boom because i was a nut on set um, Mr. Layfield, I mean Mr. Briscoe, I mean that, it was crazy. That, that movie took seven months, and everybody on there was playing football. And the guy, the director, stunt court, coordinator, Alan Graff, he went to USC, US, yeah, US, USC. He played football, so he ran it like a football camp. I mean, we live. We we met three months, played pretty much like a season three months prior to the, the actual movie, just so we can get all meshed in. But it was it was live bullets. Everyone out there played professional football, but. Um, yeah, from that point, any given Sunday, um, Howie, with Howie Doach, do- Doach that uh, did the uh, replacements, Michael Bay and um, the, um, what was that, Transporter 2, you know? So yeah, I've got an extensive acting career prior to of getting to WWE. So I've always wanted to do something that wants boom, you know, to, I've always been <laughs> to
2: that, yes sir. So you you got a really you got really excuse oh, me a really amazing story on on perseverance you know everybody listening out there you know that gets the door slammed in your face one or two times man you had the door continually slammed in your face or something and <laughs> you, you had, you, you you had, had the you door had slammed that, and deadbolted yeah no yeah, 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 so they true. didn't want you to come again I, <laughs> I had
0: to figure it out some way to, you know what it's like have you ever have, have, have you ever taken an you know, I mean not just smash, but have you ever taken ant It's like he's crawling, play a game, get get a, a, a grain of sand in your hand, ball of sand, sand, and, and cover that ant, and you see, you actually you see nothing. You you just stare at that sand for a while. Eventually that ant's coming right back up surface Digging the ain't gonna get on by his business. So that's how I was with that door closing in my face each and every time until I able to hey, something gotta stick, man. I'm I mean, I'm gonna die trying. You know, trying to make my life a better, better place, and doing what I want to do because you only got one life to live, man. You know, and I want—I don't i don't regret any of—regret any of it. I mean, I, I am who I am through the decisions that I made. Of course, I'm gonna, you're gonna make right decisions, you're gonna make wrong decisions, but you just gotta—you know—to try to learn from your wrong decision making to make a better, better, better decision. Yeah.
2: So 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 tell us the system. So they they tell you you're going to OVW. Do they give you a developmental contract, or do you still just just you know it? Yeah, no, jobs? I get a develop. Yeah, I know I was enough, it was a considerable amount of days to actually. Well, do that, that that had that had to be something when you're signing that name, man. After all these years, after all those busted dreams, man, here I am. I'm signing my yes. first contract.
0: Yes, and you know I couldn't. Be, you know what? And I couldn't believe. It. And I dressed up every time in a suit, go to class, sat in the front row. Boom, and if I got I got a notebook full of everything I written down, and just started, you know, and just trying to pay attention, you know. And of course, that's old school. Nowadays, people don't use, you know, pencil and paper anymore. But um, yeah, but, I, I, tend- going
1: on, I still do. You <laughs>
2: say?
0: <laughs> I know that's right. But no, I mean it was. I mean that was an intimidating time. Honestly, I mean you know, it, I mean I did what I can do. I did the best that I can. Be, I mean, but it was walking into a situation of an unfamiliar area or territory that I, I mean, as far as athletically and everything. So I was completely humble and intimidated. And I was really hard on myself, too. I mean, like tremendously. You know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be. So, but um, throughout that course, that
1: developmental contract, you know, I was fired. Oh, I didn't know that you were fired. You were fired as part of a, a talent release or part of. Well,
0: well, well, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, all I know the word was fired. <laughs>
1: yeah, it <laughs> doesn't matter. If you're fired, it doesn't matter who else goes with you. You know what I mean? I, I've been yeah. fired. I've been fired before too. So has yeah. Mr. Frisco, so yeah. We know <laughs> we know what you're going through. Yeah.
0: You know, I think brother John I'm Remind me to elaborate on that because I would tell you I, when it came to me actually leaving or not being on TV, I want to get back to that. But yes, but I was I was released when I couldn't I couldn't believe that you know what. I mean, I'm in, I'm doing, I mean, I'm doing everything I can, man. I mean, you know, uh, prior to that, you know, it's, um, um, it, it was, it was a tough, it was a tough situation, but I knew kind of like what was going on. I felt like what was going on, you know, being the older gentleman in class, I, I felt like at a certain point of this, I wasn't getting the, I wasn't getting taught.
2: And I wonder, you, you're what, 41, 42 at the time now, or what? Yeah, well, no, I'm, yeah, I know
0: 40 at the time. Still saying I'm 30, but I'm, I'm 41. At the time. <laughs> you know, you know? but uh yeah, it was it was a real challenging time because then we had different setups with uh, instructors. Then Lance left, and there was a whole different uh, set of teachings when 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 Bill and, and Walt, Bill came in, and then Al came in for Bill. You know, so it was a lot of circumstances. You know, that wouldn't happen, but that was, it was that could have been discouraging for me, but it was it was fuel to the fire, man. And like I said, I'm glad that I pushed through all the difficulties and because yeah, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. You know, dealing with trying to learn the ring itself. Just as a football player, you know, the field, you know, you have a, a feeling where you're just about to step out of bounds and you make that, you know, keep your feet in the balance. So I was just learning the ring. and. um yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot. I mean, taking bumps, knowing how to do, a, take a bump properly, you know, without killing yourself and hurting yourself. A funny thing, uh, with the match with the few, with the one and only JBL clothesline from hell, baby. And man, it was, I'm telling you, I'll never forget, and I felt so bad because I know he was toting the whole freaking match. I mean, the whole everything, everything. It mean,
2: everything. Everything. The only thing I had in control was my intro.
0: That's <laughs> when you're such a freaking professional, man. And it's like, but um, it I'll never forget that you went, you took my head and to go slamming it into the announcer table. And I literally, I don't want to give up anything, but you can't and say, hey, boogie, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's like i, I literally hit my head. all you hear was. In a arena, 80,000 people. so many people. And I'm feeling so bad because I'm like, I know JBO is like really pissed. And, you know, because I wanted to do a really good, 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 good job. I mean, I'm, I'm in a ring with the, with the Hall of Famer, with, you know, one of the masters of, of this business, you know, and I, I wanted to not do good for myself. I really wanted to do good for you, brother. And, you know, oh, know you right.
1: you did wonderful. You, you did absolutely wonderful. It yeah. was a it was a pleasure being out there with you every time. I had so much fun selling the Boogeyman character. It was that was one of the most fun things I ever did. You know, you
0: you solidified that character. You solidified that character, especially when the the the, the we had to set up the stage, Mr. Briscoe, with you you know, with the worms draining down from the ceiling, and you had that moment there where you. You slipping, man. It was
1: the best. I had to, you know. It was, and Boogeyman won't be Boogeyman without you. The way I you care. You know, yeah. I tell you a funny story. They were gonna drop those worms on me, and then they realized they're like several hundred pounds. It would have killed me. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. guys, guys, this is like several hundred pounds from thirty feet there. You <laughs> wow. can't drop wow. these worms on me. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you're right. Yeah, that might hurt you. Hurt this you. Might hurt you. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so uh, uh, Marty, we jumped ahead a little bit. Tell us, uh, you know, you got that call, uh, you know, your OVW, you got that call. You're coming to the main roster. Did you know you were coming as the boogeyman? How did that character start getting developed and, 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 and tell us a little bit, because. I know personally it was one of Vinnie Mac's fav- favorite all time characters. And right he, he he gave, I think he gave you a lot of input into the character. Yes.
0: Yeah, oh no, and, and without a doubt, you know, like I said, I, I, I continuously thank um, Mr. McMahon uh, for allowing me and, and helping me and, and actually giving me the creative license to develop that character, you know, and he, he allowed me that privilege to do that. And um, it became this. But uh, that character itself, I can, how it became uh, real was I had an accident, okay? <laughs> with, with, my, with my beautiful smile here, okay? <laughs> All right, and uh, I, would, I became a very ugly person, you know, in, internally, I mean, I was still, you know, cordial and polite to people, you know, but internally when I would dealt with those moments by myself and, uh, and look in the mirror, you know, so it did be on um, my way, I'm on Kentucky, OVW, don't know nobody. Got my, got my teeth, nine teeth knocked down. Nine, nine teeth, that's, I mean, that's to wake up one morning with teeth and go to sleep tonight with no teeth. That's a hell of an impact on you, you know? And I thought I was a pretty attractive guy. <laughs> 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 so it really hurt, but, but no, so, but anyway, um, that's when that character began to develop. I actually would meditate and take a candle and light it, shut off all the appliances and so forth. I mean, really get here, you know, and light that candle, put it behind my back and in this place and it's dark and look into the mirror and you'll be amazed on what you will see <laughs> in the mirror doing something. I mean, you just stand there and just think, and that's when Boogeyman became, came Ball and um, and I presented that idea to the bench. And of course not like to this, but it was it was just it was a different look, you know. And then there with me with no teeth, it just boom, you know, and I just wanted to take that character to his limit and, and work with it. I wanted to turn a shit sandwich into, I mean shit into a shit sandwich, so to speak. You know, but it it was it it, it worked out, you know, and um, I'm thankful, but that's how the boogeyman originally uh, start evolving, you know, from, from that, from that instant, you know.
1: How did they originally pitch it back to you? When it, well, so, like, you pitched it to them, you know, because like everybody who's been there understands the creative process. You know, you, you pitch the idea to Vince, and then you don't hear anything at all. Vince, Mer- 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 you know, twirls it around in that genius brain of his, and then he comes back and he goes, I've got this idea, and it's your idea, it's just a lot better. How, yes. how did they pitch that idea back to you?
0: Well, I mean, he, um, the, the, yeah. Actually, it was Mr. John Mr. Laranice came and told me, said, yeah, we want to We had, was at the developmental and all that stuff. He was coming, this and they said, you know, we we just want to tell you, I got good news for you, blah, 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 and so forth. And um, he said, well, he said he liked the character. He said he wants, he wants you to he wants you this is I don't know if it's how valid it is, but I must say so he wants you to, Vince wants you to do the um, do the character with no teeth. Say. All right. <laughs> okay. Sure. Great. You know he loves it. You know, because I wanted my teeth to be fixed. You know, I wanted. I mean, that was still a little traumatic issue there. So, um, but anyway, so I, I did that, and slowly but surely, he said he loved it, and then that's when you just boom. Let's see what you come up with, and it was it developed and overnight. I mean, it didn't come like this at first. I can tell you all the meanings. What what the face paint. On, is on my face. Everything that I put on my face is the is meaning. You know, the tree is the tree of life, as you see in the center of my forehead. That's to my grandmother, the broken arrow. That's the black around my eyes is the owl that sits in the tree. The wait for the worms and apples to fall off the tree, which are the dots that are scattered throughout my head. And the red is the blood that I've shed. wow (laughs) so yeah man so no i mean it's a three-hour process but i really get into it mr layfield and um
1: you know that amazes uh, me i don't mean i'm sorry i'm in to cut you off but that 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 amazes me that it's just it's a three-hour process because i've seen papa shango also you know when he when he goes into the really detailed papa shango you know it's i mean that is just a lot of work for for me it's putting on a cowboy hat
2: (laughs) you know it's (laughs) it's not and for me, no, put are, yeah, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta put I just, I, on I just put on feathers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, once it was so funny. And JBL, you might remember, and I don't know if it was just either Raw or SmackDown, we were overseas. And, um, you know, Book would always go in the locker room, take his nap, you know, chill out on one of the couches or whatever, and so forth. And I started my pain. You know, so like two, three hours later, Book wakes up, and the first thing he looks up to see me in the mirror, says, damn, Boogie, you still putting on your makeup? I was, like, I was like, no, man, it's paint, It's painting everybody. It. It's pain. Girls wear makeup. No, but it was, that was, those are some good times, man. But yeah, I've man.
1: never seen anybody who could sleep more in a locker room than Booker T. <laughs> I mean, I, comfortably. I comf- I com- that's right, comfortably. I've seen guys yeah. go to sleep. Booker <laughs> will go in there and go, OK, I'll get a two-hour nap. You've got to be kidding me.
0: Yes. But um, yeah, that's that, that's how that character evolved. But Vince was—he was so—he was, so, was so with everything I, I, I did. I remember when uh, he was in catering, and that's when one—he came to me and said, "Okay, well, that's when the rumor that I was going to be feuding with with JBL." And I'm like, "Damn."
2: Okay, <laughs> we we talked about JBL, but here here you are—you're a football player from Florida, you're from the South. And you're, you're in the ring with JBL, but not only in your ring from, with JBL, but you're in the ring also with one of the most iconic legends, an African-American uh, uh, superstar, and Ron Simmons, a former football player and turned pro. That had to be a thrill for you, because I know growing up, you just had to be a big Ron Simmons fan.
0: It was a huge, huge fan, yes, and you become Ron Simmons' friend, damn. You know what i mean it's, It is. i mean seriously and he he's from florida, florida state you know hall of famer you know what i mean I'm talking to him and and i you know i've been embraced with so many great people that i grew up with and that were so inspiring and still inspiring and giving me such a wealth of knowledge and to be able to be in the ring be able to develop a friendship with people such as yourself and JBL and and a host of other people, man, it's a true honor. But it was like living a dream come true. I mean, here I am talking to Ron Simmons, one of the first black figures I saw on TV that was a champion and and was yoked up. I mean, it's like bam, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, so it it was it was great with him him and Tony Adams stuff like that. So I mean, I was I mean I it was like living in my childhood dream, but on a on a, on a personal level. You know, and it, it was, and it's great. I mean, it's I'm, it's an honor to be in this position, man. You know, I, I thank God one hundred percent, especially you, Mr. Briscoe, Jack Briscoe, Jerry Briscoe. I'm serious. You know, I mean, Saturday mornings, man. What? My, I mean, I had six sisters, and I tried to beat all of them up. To- <laughs> yeah, that
2: was that was a great time to come along. But here, here you are. You're you're in the dressing room with, with Ron Simmons. Who I still get thrilled when I when I go to these autograph meetings, that I. I always request a table next to Ron, just so I know I can have some good company with him. But him, him, him turning to you and giving you advice like, like Ronnie does—I mean, that had to just really just wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's like
0: when I, when speaking to people that have have, have 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 taken their their craft to the pinnacle, such as Mr. Simmons. I mean, you—I I turn it into a complete sponge, you know, and, and because everything he's telling me you know it's come to pass you know and so forth and you're right great company i've been on autograph signings and we're sitting next to him and so forth and it's such a good time that i mean those are moments you know you you, you just can't you can't trade those moments you know for anything and and having the chance to ride with people on the road you know when you're in it, it just it's important to be in good company He's definitely
1: good, great company. Hey Boogie, uh Mr. Briscoe was sitting by Ron Simmons in an autograph session. It was on Saturday during college football. You know, and you know how we all check the scores. That's so right. Briscoe had the scores, and he goes, Oh man, Florida State's getting killed. 21 nothing. So he updates him a little bit later. He goes, Oh, 28 <laughs> nothing. Thirty-five, nothing. Man, they didn't even show up today. They're terrible. And Ron's like, oh, you got to be kidding me." Who are they playing? He goes, "Oh, Appalachian State or somebody." They're going, "No." But then Boogie, Boogie, it gets better. About thirty minutes later, Jerry goes, "Ron, I got to be honest. Florida State doesn't play till tonight."
2: <laughs> I thought, I thought going would go kill. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> damn, bridge go down. <laughs> hey, Buggy, I'll tell you something you may not know.
1: Ron Simmons held the NFL uh, rookie bench press record at the Cleveland Browns, same place you went uh, wow. from 1982. He did 225, 48 times. Wow. Shut up. So, if you remember in '80, I think eight or seven, whatever it was, when Tony Mandridge came out, that was yes, yes, sir. yeah, yeah. He did 43 times. Everybody right. how great it was. Ron did 48, 48 times yes. about half a, a decade yeah. earlier. Man, yeah, he that's was. Me. He was. He had to be a 600 plus bencher. I don't. Really, I don't think. Rock he was, But he was. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. He was he a was very a joke, man.
0: man. I didn't know that though. I didn't know that. I'm so. I'm glad you shared that with me, man.
1: Yep. He broke Lyle. He it was Lyle Lazaro's record. He broke. It's fucking awesome. I mean, but Tremendous you know his guy. brother, tremendous his brother guy. John Simmons, up in Detroit, who owns a gym up there, just outside of Detroit. I can't remember; it's a little town right outside toward the airport. Yeah. Uh, good dude, real great, great guy, just like Ron. But he was a professional bodybuilder. I think he finished in the top ten in the Olympia one. I mean, that people wow. say, what would Ron look like if he just concentrated on weightlifting? That's yeah. what he would look like. That's what <laughs> he looked yeah. like. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Wow.
1: yeah.
0: wow, wow, that's tremendous. Mr. Simmons, man. Anytime I got a chance to be in this same neighborhood man somehow I, I gotta i go out of my way to come over and say hello and shake his hand, you know, because he had he's had a tremendous impact on my career in terms of you know telling me what advice and this and that, what to do and so forth. I mean I had a I, I had a good host of people that was actually taking me showing me basically what I need to do to help me in unfamiliar territory guided me to where I'm at the day, brother. And Ron Simmons, like I said, and a host of other people, like Tandy Long, Booker T, you know, we go on and on, man. I go on and on everybody I work with, you know, gave me something to look forward to. But but go ahead.
2: Well, I, I I got I got a question there. you know, you you and John, my partner John there was involved in one of the most gross uh Angles, I think ever, but you what a what a great fall you had when you had the beautiful and charming Jillian, Jillian there, and uh, she uh, she had to wear that mold on her on her cheek, and I think I think that angle was kind of developed just to see how much I could, you guys could get me to throw up. <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of, kind, of, kind of, John, you got at a poor lady. I mean, she what a good sport she was. Oh, uh, she was. Oh, Jillian
1: was awesome. She I was didn't, awesome. I didn't believe- I didn't really know her until they put her with me, and they said, "Hey, we've got this wonderful young lady. She's very pretty, all you know, all the stuff, you know, all the trapping, you know. But she's she's a good person, and she and she was just yeah, fantastic. She was fantastic. She was a great worker. She was obviously very good looking, but she yeah. had that stupid mole on her that, that mole on her
0: face. Yeah,
1: that was you know what? Yeah, that was that was that was that was, that was like one of
0: the highlights of my funeral feuding with YouTube because it was it was just fun. It was." Just complete fun, man. And I believe I didn't like I said I'd have been unintroduced. And they wanted me to rib Mr. Briscoe going back through Gorilla. And they told me to put a worm, put a worm in front, just laying on his on his desk. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, you know, all right. I'm thinking wrong thing to think that Mr. Laird, I mean um, Mr. Layfield. So I go in my bag and I'm do, do just what just before. I go to do that. Mr. Briscoe looked at me and he gave me that look. <laughs> he said don't you do that, <laughs> that was, I politely put that word back in the pouch hey, and kept uh, going and, and I'll never forget you came and say hey listen don't you never let them influence you to rib me
2: because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know
0: I didn't know. Yeah, it was, that was I, know, I
2: know you did, man. That's the reason like, I know I could get by with talking to you like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jerry, yeah. one, of the, one of the best things,
1: you know, I was always putting Jillian in front of me, you know, with, with Boogie, especially with Boogie. You know, I'd always put her in front of me. She would get the worms. she all stuff. <laughs> so at one point, Boogie has kidnapped her, and I'm trying to stop him, but I'm scared of Boogie Man, so I won't grab Boogie Man. So as he pulls her over the rail, I've grabbed her ankles, He's got her arms and we're pulling her we're pulling her like this like a tug of war and her dress has come up and, you know it's part of it's it's hilarious, here.
2: It, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Oh, well, what, what a great lady she was just yeah, she, was, she was, herself she was, in the middle of that. I love Jillian
0: Yes man me too, right off the bat you know Jillian was like she like 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 Mr um, Layfield said she was awesome. She was awesome to work with. She was a good sport, like I said, great worker and a good person, good person, good person. And and she, like I said, she helped sell the character. She helps everyone I worked with to to solidify that character because they got in the ring and it was so much fun. It was so much fun. But JBL kicked it off.
1: He kicked it off. When they dropped the worms out of the ceiling, like I was saying earlier, when they hit the ring, the whole ring shook. It yeah. would have killed. It would have killed whoever's <laughs> underneath it. They had all they had hundreds of pounds of worms, and they want either Jillian to take these worms on the head. Come like, on, this one—we're gonna—it'll it, yeah. crush us like an accordion. Yeah. It was crazy. It was—I mean, it, it's about to get—I don't know how long it rained down,
0: but it was quite a few, man. It was like it was raining worms. And how difficult was it, uh, JBL, to to actually maneuver and try to maneuver? it started getting real slippery. In oh there, hey, once
1: once the yeah. worms got down, I, I knew exactly where to go. I went right Perfect. in the middle of the worms. My, my, oh my boots God. are slipping. I'm taking bumps in the worms. I'm special. Great. Perfect.
0: Perfect, man.
1: Driving Jillian oh. trying to help me and he save me. And he's, on, he's on top <laughs> of me with worms all over
0: me. <laughs> oh no, man. But yeah, that was uh that was that was definitely it was it was fun. It was Boogie, where fun. did they get where did they get <laughs> thousands of worms? You know what's so funny? Okay, getting back to creating that character. Um, I, you know, wanted that character to be as ugly as possible and to, to misdirect people from me not having any teeth in my mouth, you know, because it was, I think, um, I mean, like I said, it was it was traumatic. And I didn't want anybody to trigger, trigger anything in that nature because I was angry with that. But um, so I wanted this character to be as, as ugly as possible. So I um took note the fear factor took them from Fear Factor and I said, I'm going to eat as many uh, edible insects as possible. Okay. And I walk in Vince's office and, you know, and I have a list of all these things. Actually, um, I was down with them, in a steamboat sitting, sitting down there with me. And I went into Vince's office and um, I said, um, hey, this is what I want for the idea. Every time I reach in my pouch, you know, or my pocket, every time I haven't got a pouch yet, but I reach in my pocket, I'm going to have a different Have an insect to eat, you know, you know, like an edible, like a maggot or um, a Madagascar roach or or edible African spider. Something I can just chew and eat, you know. And so Ben said, and he says, "Well, we can't do all those insects because we have to pay. We'd have to pay an infestation clause, you know, to the arena, one got away and hatched, and so forth. So the only thing that we can control was the worms." which made perfect sense. So that's how the worms, but it wasn't just the worms. I wanted each and every, I wanted something different each time I pulled up something out of that to pull, to like freak my opponent out, so to speak. But yeah, but that's how the worms evolved. And I learned that those things are 82% protein.
2: <laughs> did you swaddle a lot of them?
0: Yes, brother, man. I'm gonna oh, tell wow. you? Yes, I did. I'm gonna tell you a lot of people don't know this, man. I had some real issues there, brother. You know, in you know, the <laughs> I am mean, oh, not joking, brother. I mean, yes, but um, yeah, it, yeah, they were, they were hard to keep down. <laughs> when I learned, right. I, 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 I did. They out, them, did you know, they I wiggle on? they the way down? <laughs> okay. That's that's why you need to chew them up. You don't want to swallow, <laughs> okay? You know, that's exactly why. Nail on the head. You make sure you chew them up, Jack. You don't oh, want to swallow. Oh. oh man, that's the word. <laughs> that's the Yeah, make sure you chew so
1: them up. If you don't chew them up, what happens? <laughs> hey,
0: brother. You know, and uh, you know, I would. Doc, what, what was his name? Doctor Rez? Great Rez. Yeah. Yes, he would. He would have just a little shot for me to to drink to try to help kill. I mean, the acids in my stomach would do the best, but I would have a little, just one little shot after I do that to try to help kill the whatever bacteria. I mean, it was a lot of stuff to think about. I mean, like some of those worms were—they had pre- they were like pregnant, man. I mean, they had like little <laughs> eggs and stuff in them, and I don't want to go shout. <laughs> yeah, so but they go into a defense mode. They got these little spiky hairs that come up. That's the only thing they got. When you put them in, I mean, they—they're they, actually—they're—they're they're defending themselves, you know. <laughs> and they're, they're like skirting, like you know, they're shitting at the same time, you know. So, <laughs> <all> they, okay. <laughs> but so no, it wasn't easy being a boogeyman. You know what I'm saying? So, but um, yeah, that so was.
1: You can feel them swell up and the hairs and stuff come out in, in yeah. your mouth when
0: they. Yeah, yeah. yeah, seriously. Yeah, in my mouth. Yeah, when I'm having them, especially when I'm holding them for, for a certain, like they want me to, okay, like sometimes they wanted me to, okay, smile, you know, before I don't even go to my pouch, I have them in my, you know, and I'm sitting on a freaking ring forever, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm kind of I'm holding these worms in my mouth and putting them up in a hole, and it's like, so all that time while I'm holding them, they're doing
2: all kinds of shit in there. You know what I mean? Now that, 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 that foam that came out of it, was that actually the, the worm foaming up or did what did you have an Alka seltzer or something? No,
0: there you go. See, you know, yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm close to it,
2: a brother. I know right. I know the truth.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> but that that's you know, funny, funny that happened because
2: I'm walking down, I'm thinking, because
0: the first time I did it, I didn't do it and I'm um, you know, walking down with the gorilla. And I'm um, telling, um, talking with Vince, and you know, and like I said, he he loved he he loved the act. He gave me, he treated me with complete respect, man. Was, I mean, it was it was great working with Vince, you know. And uh, he says, I say, I, say, I say, Mr. McMahon, I say, I got, it. he said, I want to do this Alka you know, but I want to present to him anything I want to do with the change or upgrade the character, present it to him. And um, he said, no, 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 don't give it. Oops. Don't give it to him. Don't give it to them all, all at once. See, we go little by little. Okay? And I'm like, and he walks away. And I want to say, Have you ever tried to eat some of these motherfucking like worms? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I need, I'm saying to myself, that's why I need this alcohol. And he said, Wait a so, But then eventually he a Loud and he was talking. And uh, yeah, it's that. But it's alcohol, man. That's just to help coat my stomach, brother. Because <laughs> the worms are no joke. The worms are no joke. But- you know, not in any of it. The maggots. You know, the the head was, well, Simon Dean, we, they had, we had crickets and worms with me when I had the head, my head uh, appearing through the table. You know, but um, that was that
2: was the last I had anything other than the worms. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the worms, <laughs> they, could you could, when they went to your stomach did they, they crawl around or? I could literally feel them. At least in my head, I thought. I mean, whatever it was, but yes, yeah, I actually could
0: feel them. <laughs> You know, I mean, I was and I was freaking out. You know, so my uh, my 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 stomach—I had a few stomach issues there, but I've grown to level. I mean, I, I wouldn't be Boogeyman without them worms right now. <laughs> <laughs> now,
2: what, when do you go, you go do home? Work? When do you go home after TV and your wife? Would you belch up worms or? Stuff like that, and you know, your, breath, probably, oh, your breath your breath—that's
0: awful. <laughs> well, you know what? That's probably why I don't have a wife today because of me showing <laughs> that I eat these dang old worms, man. And no, but no, I, and after after the show, I would actually, yeah, I would definitely take me some Pepto-Bismol, something to cope my stomach, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, I, I spent I, I spent some I spent some time on the throne, so to speak. <laughs> 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 you know. But, yeah, man, I yeah, thanks to the uh, wrestling industry, you know, get a chance to get out there and, you know, inspire some kids. But, you know, Mr. Briscoe, Mr. Layfield, I wanted to bring a twist to the whole boogeyman thing. I mean, this is like, I remember once, in, once they told me before the show that I was too scary. And I'm like, how can boogeyman be too scary? You know what I mean? It's a boogeyman, and that's what I'm going for. A <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so anyway, but, yeah, but that had to be a, a, with a certain look. And so I had to reduce it. And this actually is a little bit more kid-friendly, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so to speak. But... Um, yeah man, it, it it was it was great. It was it was excellent. It was a good, good where deal.
1: Where did do you have any idea where they got when they had the thousands of worms that they dropped in? Where do they get? I don't I don't even know where to buy. I don't know where to at buy the bait, bait shop.
0: It was at a bait shop. Worms like a bait shop fishing fishing with something where it's a, it's uh yeah normally you are at Walmart. You know I remember times when we would drive into different uh, <clears throat> house shows. Me and Mr. Long would have to go at least give ourselves two hours in advance of time we wasn't leaving. So we'd be on the road for hours just to go look for some damn worms in the next city. I'm serious. And you know, and yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, because before, before they used to supply them, then it got to a point where, okay, but you gotta go look for your own, get your own worms, man. So you wrote
1: you, you rode with Theodore Rufus Long. That's
2: right, no. my man, no. Rufus, yes. yes, who I love, by the way, who I love. I do, too. Man, I yes,
0: yes, yes, Mr. Long. There, there, he-
2: there must have there been dozens of unhappy fishermen along the that Come in and buy a worm. Why you just miss a guy who just was in here, five tons of worms that he didn't live Five tons, well, what's he going to do if I going He's going to eat them.
0: I, you know what? I still get that today When um, whenever I do by chance go by to do something I want to do something on video to get some worms. I say, yeah, man, what are you going to fish? And I say, not, I'm not, we're to eat them. And they don't me like, what? Wow. So, but normally I'll just take one just a rib the guy there to kind of take one out and say, like, these are pretty good. It's, you know, just two one out and, and leave. But yeah, I get that all the time. Man. I get that all the time.
2: And, and 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 Boogie, you you had an iconic feud with with the great Booker T and Charmel. Charmel was such a such a princess Man, doing that brother. stuff too. I mean, uh, the the people that you had had and your and your and your and your and your programs, are top quality. But working with Booker and Charmel, that had to be a blaster because oh. their such of humor is it's way out there too. <laughs> another yes, yeah.
0: and there, another time. I mean, another feud. It, it was great work. I mean, it was like, and that was such a special moment. Hats off the book with, you know, him carrying, you know, carrying yes, the match, just as J.B. carrying match, who I I felt like a torch. being passed. okay nobody, You know what I mean? I, you know, so, but um, working with those two, Queen Jamel and King Booker, man, it was, it was fun. I, I mean, it, it was just fun, historically fun. You know, it was just joy. You know, you know, and and we would—it's like each take we would be different because we'd be laughing so many times. You know, from, you know, just from the prior take. But it's—he uh, he carried carried me in WrestleMania 22, and that prior to that on the house show, I uh, tore my bicep, tore my bicep completely off. I mean, like off, you know. Then with uh, Dr. Andrews over there in Alabama did an excellent job. But I tore my bicep. So now this is before WrestleMania. You know, what I'm like, what? I mean, this is the pinnacle. This is the Wrestling Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? I got an opportunity. And now I can't. I'm all I said, no, no, fuck that. I'm 30 and I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, that was my attitude, man. And, uh, and I couldn't, my finish at that time, well, I couldn't do any pump handle or anything of that nature. You know, with J. Bell, got up line as a fucking feather. Got up for me on that man, and I mean, damn, seriously, that's, I was like, okay, all right. But um, Booker, he carried it, so I had to do a choke slam. and I, I had no mobility in this arm. If you look at that tape, this is all wrapped up, all black, you know. And uh, bitch did the bitchy. I mean, um, book put my hand on his neck. You know, it was it was a, it was a time I couldn't kick out book so smart he kicked me out myself <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> you know what I mean that's how much I'm a professional you know and um uh, but it was a tremendous time you know it was a it was a major time and then like Shamel she screaming the few with her you know it was so many angles you can go with that character and that was that was so fun that was so fun and and, and the work with people that wanted to sell the character to get it and right. tell the story I mean that's what we do tell stories. And everybody knows a story about the boogeyman That's a, that goes across the world. In the whole world, everybody has a big kukui, uh, you know, the Chiba you know, it's, it's all, you know, African, I forget, I forget what that says, but you know, it's all over the world. So I was fortunate enough to work with a host of stars, superstars, I mean,
1: good people. But you know you know what you know, you know what I loved uh, uh, Bo- boogie was you know I I broke in with Booker you know he's like a, he's like a brother to me you know we're we're I love Booker and I saw him in WCW and he was so he was got over like a million bucks like he did everywhere else but I knew his character was bigger than what he was you know and then he got came to WWE he got to do the grocery store fight with Stone Cold he got to be the he got to be King Booker yeah he got to be scared of you with Sharmell I mean, you got to see, you know, when we when got the opportunity to work with you because you were so talented and so good at what you did, mm-hmm. we got to do stuff that we loved because that yes. was entertainment to us. That, that was, was fun.
0: A, yes, that was a lot of fun, man. Hats off uh, major in the entertainers, man. In fact, I, yeah, yeah, it, it, the entertainment aspect, it, it's all of it, you know. Like I said, people like books. I mean, I mean it would be sometimes well, I mean – I'd be cracking
1: up, man. You know. Well, the one, the one preview, you kiss, you kissed with the worms, right? Yes, with the worms. Oh my goodness! I saw that at the Hall of Fame package for Charmelle. I'm like, oh my, oh my god! I remember it, but then I saw it again. I mean, you talk yeah. about a trooper. I mean, she was trooper, like, yeah, trooper, this, man. Trooper. This wonderful, classy lady, and she is all of that. Yeah. She Point. yes. Stuff. I mean,
0: her, her book. I mean. They was i mean the absolute best and in fact uh it was I was on the headset just prior to me waiting, waiting on my cue. and i can hear Vince on the on the on the speakers on the, my headphones saying pan out pan out get it get a shot of chamel get a shot of queen chamel she's a human highlight but she was so like yeah i mean she was she was like, awesome yeah she made me believe i was a boogie band you know what i mean Because her reaction she was like I mean, and it was great it was it, it was just pure great entertainment at its finest at a whole different level man i mean it was great you know it was, it was good it was it was a lot of fun it can be again i, I mean those are the highlights of my career i mean and i was able to not only that but to do that but to be able to be, develop a friendship you know amongst the, the people that i work with you know and then that's the cool thing about it you know yeah
1: it, to me that's the cool thing you know i i don't necessarily enjoy the conventions as far as those yeah. conventions but i love seeing the guys <laughs> and yes. i say guys i mean, yeah, no, no. I mean you know but, yeah i get it and the people yeah it's, it's fun doubt. to me to go around and see the guys again and just sit around and talk and laugh and it's just it's, because they're such good people you know there's yes, fun people good good people man it is
0: and without a doubt
1: without a doubt who was it that came up with some of the stuff for, for uh Boogeyman? I mean the like say the entrance, the clock, the stuff like that, because there were so many different facets to it Well, it was um, really out there. Who all came up who
0: you who, know? Um like you said, uh, each people that I talked to and they, they actually watched or studied or watched the character from playbacks or whatever when I would not want to. I remember coming, walking, uh, and uh, it was actually at 20, I think it was real um, Mania, it was 22. And I'm still, I'm so green in the business. I'm, I don't, I mean, it's like I signed a contract. And what was it, 2000, what, 22 WrestleMania was in what year?
1: It was uh, around nine. 5, 06, 06 Right, and okay. I just signed
0: a contract. And like a year, year and a half later, I'm in WrestleMania. And I don't know what the F I'm doing. You know what I mean? I, I'm still trying to, I'm still a student. You know, and uh, I uh, was coming after uh, Boogie T and uh, our match. I was walking the hallway, and Triple H, Triple H stopped I me. Mean, we walking. I was going back to my room. He just and he he stop saying, hey, "You know what, hey Boogie, you know." Um, and I give credit to him doing this too. Hey Boogie, um, you know what? When you do the uh, when you do the worms, you go to get the worms. You know, it's like you reaching into your pocket. You know, but as a as a fan. I don't think, Wendy, is he reaching in for a cell phone? <laughs> you know, you're reaching in and asking for your cell phone. He says, why don't you, you know, maybe get a pouch. I get a, you know, boom. So I'm like, okay, all right. So that gave, so I went and, and that but I just wanted a light pouch. I wanted a, like a, what do you call those? Like a potato sack kind of look to it. You know, the one, the one I have, but so I went and, and um, Vince approved. Boom. But Triple H gave me that little ad ambiance with that. And then uh, Teddy uh, gave me a cue up one. He says, yeah, when you do your worms, hold them up. You know, because I was doing them, damn, you know, I, there was no craft, no art, no story to it. You know, Then Teddy said, hold them up high and let the whole world see like ah, you know, like it both, some presentations, some listening. You got people like that giving you advice, you know, just going to gonna help you. And you know what I mean? It, it, was, it was great. And I was, I was there to listen, man, you know, because they knew it. But those little things like that, you know, those two different things. But everything else, they built. I, I went to go to thrift stores, chop them up. If you look at my first picture, I had a freaking steering wheel column around my neck, you know. So, I mean, I went and shop. And whenever I, got, I go to a Kmart or Target and just walk through or thrift shop and see whatever. Don't know what I'm looking for, but if I just feel it. You know, get it. you know. So and you know, and then the hair came and all the hairs and stuff came. And so it's just like I said, Vince gave me it, it just created life. And
2: then the alarm, the alarm clock to me was just so fitting with it. You know, it's time to boogie, man. <laughs> yes. You know, the first time that
0: the, that the office came down to OVW, no one knew what I was gonna do, right? So I got the clock, and, you know. Freaking uh, Michael Hayes and all of them, they send over and i am my promo, and I don't got, you know, I got some just nothing that looks like this. I mean, totally <laughs> amateur stage. I got
2: yeah, it's evolved, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm sitting there, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing. I forget what what Raman did, but at the end of it, they didn't know. I didn't even freaking know what I was gonna do. I took the con, pow, I smashed it. They all wow! Oh! because all that's real glass. It's real glass. Unfortunately, or not, but I knocked a chunk out of my my head. It's really, fairly really good to come back. But I boom when I did that, they I mean they was like oh boom that we got you know that I've never seen that broken glass or they got a cuts. Talk take time out, sweep the floors so everybody else can go on up. I go and sit back down in my chair, at all got a little blood coming back out of my head, or, you know. But that's that's but now I know how to get it without, you know, gashing myself, you know, but those are, <laughs> yeah, those are, those are that, that, that clock was like real glass, and it was till when, uh, backstage one time, I think it was Stephanie, she said, Marty, had, uh, she said something about real glass, or something, and she asked me if that was real glass, so do you get those clocks, how do you get those clocks, I said no, I'll go buy them at Target. You know, I go by the dark big clock, and she says, "What?" <laughs> she says, "Yeah." She said, "No, no, no. We we can't have you doing that." <laughs> you know, because I'm fortunate. I mean, I've been I've been breaking, you know, doing all my house show. Boom, bam, bam, bam. So I was fortunate enough not to put my eyes out or get into another series. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So, but um, so yeah. Not tell anybody to go back to him with a clock, but. Um, yeah, man, so she said, no, we're going to use this, go to Magic, and tell them what we're doing. so then I started going to go to Magic, and doing this a safer way, so to speak, you know.
1: Was the entrance your idea, the crawling? Yes, the
0: yes, day? yes, I, I mean, John, I wanted to be different, I wanted, I, I just wanted to be different. I know this is an opportunity to, to me to be, to, to 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 have maybe possibly, just to show the world, whatever it goes, but I wanted to give it, I just wanted to be completely different. You know, and uh, yeah, I, I just think we man should be crawling. It's like you laying in your bed sleeping, and you know, um, you look over at your door, and all you do is like, damn, you got somebody crawling in your room. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's going to freak you out. You know what I'm saying? You laying in your bed, you see some, you know? But um, yeah, just the whole thing, and bitches are cool enough to give me some pyro, and then that me up, you know, and um, it was. Uh, yeah, it was great, but after, it's like I said, all I had was my intro, man. Thanks to you. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good. That, that That's how Boogeyman evolved, you know, but I wanted, like I said, I wanted to bring a twist to it for the kids, so to speak, because now, you know, I see it's mainly, you know, kid, kid driven, so to speak, as far as the characters. So I try to... Uh, when a kid comes up to me, some of them initially, some of them are scared, but I don't try to force the kid to have him come in and take a picture with me. But I put a twist to the character to be the bad chasing the bad. You know, if you're a good kid, then we're friends. But if you're a bad kid, <laughs> 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 you know, that kept it the boogeyman. So but it's, I've been going on these different events where I'm actually interacting with some of these kids. So I just try to bring a good friendly twist to it without me having to you know, not be boogeyman. So, and then they accept it. It's like, how can, be, how can boogeyman be a baby face? You know, it's, 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 you know, it's like, it's, which way are we going here? You know, but I say I'm the bad chasing the bad. Uh, sure. you you know,
1: it's funny, when you, when you see something, you know your character works for your character. I was sitting in a gym waiting for my wife up in New York and it was kind of a fancy gym, I, you know, place I didn't really want to be. And I see some guy walk out with, with a silk jacket with a towel around his neck. And I just sat there. I thought, man, I'd like to slap that idiot. And, then, and I thought, oh my God, if that's yeah. JBL. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, what, yeah. that's literally I where it. I got the jacket. Yeah. I thought, if I hate that guy as yeah. much as I do, wow. everybody's going to hate me for the same wow. reason. So I went I went and got a silk jacket, just like the guy, a towel, everything. It's, it's amazing how these ideas come to you. It's like, so you get it, you know? Yeah, and, as soon uh, as you see it. You get it. You don't know you're looking for it, but as soon as you see it, you get it. You get it.
0: You know, it's, it's, yeah, but, yeah, it was, um, that's how it evolved, and even right now today, you know, but I think I'm I'm complete in terms of presenting myself facially. With uh, I think he's uh, Boogie Man's all grown up now. So
1: <laughs> hey, the good thing about it also, Boogie, is that uh, not you look a lot younger than me and uh, Gerald Briscoe. We're you know, not about the same age. But a lot younger. but, <laughs> you but you're you're like gold dust, your face is painted. You, and you, you know, can, know, you, can yeah. you can be hundred and fifty. I, feel like I said, Thanks
0: to the face paint. That's right, brother. It's all face paint. <laughs> It's like the old I, better, I better get
2: me a couple of gallons of it. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, man.
0: But yes, brother. But thank God, man. You know, it's uh, it's been a real beautiful ride. Beautiful ride. And then whatever little I'm doing now with the character, I'm enjoying that as well. And I'm also thankful too with the new, um, they coming up with two new action figures, which is really cool. And That's awesome. Fact, you know what, in fact, it was one of the faces that they're coming out with that they said it was too scary. <laughs> so really. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, ironically, I'm still thankful. So, but that's coming out soon. So, and even being a part of the the, the what they call the DLC download, um, the 2000 k 22 you know, that the digital, the, the graphics they did on that was tremendous. You know, so, you know, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful that I created, I didn't create, I mean, it's always been a boogeyman. I, I brought a face to it and for, to be on the stage with WWE, man, I'm gonna represent that 24 seven. People ask me all the time, hey, do you think you'll ever come back to the
2: WWE? And I say,
0: I never laugh.
2: <laughs> never, no, you, you never leave no. with all the action figures and all the merch. Sir? Say that one more time. I didn't, I
1: didn't hear,
0: you,
2: Mr. Briscoe. He said you never leave. I said you, a, you, 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 Yeah, go ahead, Don. He you, said never said you never leave, leave with all that. the
1: action figures and the merch and and, and especially the video. You know, yes. before you know, it's it's interesting. Before like all these conventions, I think a lot of it came around because of the WWE Network. You know, because you know when I, when I was in the business, you know, say in WWE, say you know, right before right before, right before the network. You know, people knew how great Piper was. People knew how great Bobby Heenan was. People knew, you know, how great the Ultimate Warrior was. But they didn't have video of them that was Mm. easily accessible. Yes. Now it's all right in front of you. You know, WWE Network has it. Social media has it. It's everywhere. And so these characters that were wonderful stars 20, 40, 50 years ago, doesn't matter how long, as long as you were a great star, everybody knows who you are. They live on they live on
0: and to be to, to be a part of that panel man i'm i'm grateful every day brother i mean it's all good i mean it's like living in heaven man. i, mean,
1: I was just not... watching on facebook today i saw some somehow on my facebook page uh, jack briscoe's 1965 ncaa title win or whenever it or was it yeah. 65 jerry
2: 65 right isn't that amazing i mean that's that is absolutely amazing unbelievable
0: unbelievable yeah. man yeah. A whole,
2: a whole new, a whole new generation, a whole new generation of fans. You know that that might have known. Well, Jack was a pretty good wrestler, but see the late champion. Now that now they 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 actually get to see uh, see it, on, it online. You know to me is amazing. It is amazing. That that match, John and Marty, as you go, They I would go to the Na- National Wrestling Hall of Fame there in still on our hometown, and they have all the so you can type in and jack briscoe ncaa champ but the only one that he made the finals twice it's the only time he ever got beat in college was his sophomore year and he got beat in the finals that was the only match they had they didn't have the actual match of him winning the title mm-hmm. so it kind of upset me so i came back here to florida i get all that amateur stuff so i started going back and late some of my late magazines and I found a guy out in Colorado Springs that, that collected 60s and 70s and antique uh, NCAA wrestling tapes. So I just, out of the blue, I just picked up the phone, called him, I said, my brother's 60th birthday. Now, mine, Jack, Jack had won a title when, when he was 23, 24 years old. He had never seen it because they, 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 they'd, they'd never showed it back back in those days. They'd show it back, but they'd show like 30 seconds of him winning and getting his armor. He had never seen a match where he had won, so... I dug and I dug and I dug and I finally found a copy of the match. So for his 60th birthday, I, I got I got a DVD tape, took it over his house. And Jack, I got you something. Well, great. What is? I said, it's DVD tape. Oh He's he figuring it was more pro wrestling. So. so I shoved it in there. Here it comes on NCAA wrestling. His eyes got so big. That's the first time he had ever seen a self-win the national wow. championship. Wow. <laughs> 60 years old. That's amazing. So I donated it to the National Wrestling Museum there in Silwater. So now at least when you go in the, in the building, you type in Jack Fresco, you're going to get it, get his winning match instead of water where you got <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well,
2: I watched, I watched it today.
0: Wow. I'm going to watch it soon as soon as we get off here, I'm going to watch it. <laughs>
1: But it's the, it's the power, you know, of of the internet and all the stuff that's out there now. You know, I always hated though when WWE Network came around because I was a commentator and people weren't going to see Bobby Heenan and realize what a really good commentator <laughs> was. <laughs> this this is not this good. Is they don't need yeah. to see this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's like it's funny you say that, but yeah, that's it's crazy. What now with the network and even with, with that, you know, you will live on and on. You know, and get back to that, and so I'm I'm
1: thankful. To be on 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 on, a, on a platform like that, you know. So it's it's great. And and Boogie, what are you what are you doing now? I see you on uh, Instagram. You're one of my favorite follows, by the way. I love I love I love hey. you and I love you and Godfather. That's the only reason I'm on Instagram. Oh I man, you
0: I love it. Hey, you know, I had a thing out in, in Vegas and, and um, Papa Shango Charles. You know, Godfather. He came out and visited. Me. Had, we had a good time, man. Had a good time. It's always great working with we, we did we did um, we did one thing I think uh that's when they were doing it with the network well we went to this mall somewhere I don't know if it was uh I don't know it was in the Midwest somewhere and but they picked a day you know for me and Papa, godfather when' Papa shot and um to walk the mall and just walk up to people and, and scare them oh, wow but it was nobody in the freaking ball.
2: <laughs> right.
0: So me and Papa Jungle, we got on these little like little, little kids rides, rode around him on a panther and a big bunny rabbit. I don't know, somebody got it. We just ride around, There's just nobody, absolutely nobody in the ball. So, but uh, yeah, Godfather. We we had a lot of fun doing that, Papa Chango man. We always do every time I get a chance to hang out with him. Particularly at the conventions, like you said, that's when the reason why you go. You know, you get to hang out with some with the guys. You know,
1: he's got the best gimmick ever because he'll he'll he will be the Godfather one day. He'll be oh. the next day, and then he'll yes. be Papa Chango. <laughs>
0: it's great. You know what I mean? It's, it's fantastic. You know, you know, he reminds me. I don't know if you guys remember. Remember the old Coca-Cola guy. They'd be on the beach. You said, Coca-Cola. And I told that publisher, he said, yeah, man. He said, that's how that character was created. I said, what? I said, it's <laughs> really? old school. Yes. Yeah. He, she shared I said, thank you for sharing that with me. He said, yeah. But you had to be old school to remember that commercial. Right. You know, the guy with Coca-Cola, he's you know, Jamaican guy with deep voice and he's sipping on a, a colada or whatever, or whatever and he whatever they had all fixed up, dressed up with Coca-Cola. Yeah, ask him about that, man. It's, just, it's Papa Shung was that's how he, he, he
1: took he took something from that. That's cool, being He's the best follow on Instagram there is. He is yeah. so he is so entertaining. He's always yeah. somewhere. He goes, I don't drink, but and he'll have a drink with you somewhere. Or yeah, You'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be Fair blazing enough. with somebody somewhere around. Oh the yes,
0: yeah. In fact, he's yeah. the man.
1: Yeah, he is the man.
0: Is so
1: the man. tell us about your gym in uh, in outside of Denver. Well, it's uh, right here in
0: Denver, and uh, it's Tom It's with the property where I live on. And it's a it's a gated community, it's about 3,000 people, along with a lake and the perimeter of the lake. It's a beautiful, beautiful setup, a setup. I wish I could show you. But um yeah, it's a state of the art equipment. When I first moved here 12 years ago, um I just I, I was sold in on just the gym alone because I'm I'm a I'm a meathead when it comes to the weights. You know, I just wanna live weights, wanna live iron. And I was sold on that, and they've improved that upgrade to Olympic-style lifting, a big enough space for me to do my thing. In fact, I do. I hold a, um, a um, Boogeyman Fitness Challenge each year. It's the sixth annual. This is the sixth year to be on September 10th here, where I set up a perimeter around the uh, uh, obstacle course around the perimeter of the lake. And then I've been trying to get it done. Normally, if I, I get the fire department involved, the police department. In fact, Booker T did a promo for me. And uh, Teddy Long did a promo plug for me uh, last, last year. So this year, it will you know, be the sixth annual. But um, I do that here on the property. And uh, and it's trained people. And I know fitness is one thing. I tell you, um, John and Mr. Briscoe, that uh, it's, it brings people together. It's a universal language, man. And it, mm-hmm. I encourage everybody to go out there and exercise. Do something. Walk. you got to belong to a gym. You can sit in a chair, stand up, sit down, You know, lean against a wall, do a push-up. Sit up, you know, just just do something, keep your body active, you know, and only exercise only gives you an opportunity to live longer and a healthier life. You know, So it's like no brainer for me. But so, but I live it. I live it, John. I live it 24 seven people in my boot camp. I go anywhere from 40 people in my boot camp and I'm orchestrating it all, man. I mean, I'm doing it all from 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 boxing to plyometric to Olympic lifting conditioning training We try to just keep it if they can't do the Pacific exercise that I designed the formula that I'm doing for that particular day, then I suggest do something, you know, do what you can, don't do what you can't, you know, but uh, yeah, I suggest people to get up and exercise, you know, stand on one leg and balance yourself for 30 seconds. That's a form. You know what I mean? Balance is one thing we all neglect. We all neglect as we get older, you know, we, you and know, they say scientifically, if you can't do that at length of time of 30 seconds or 45 seconds, there's, Something going on inside. I'm not gonna be morbid. That's it probably in the But he said you die. You're gonna be. You're not gonna have a long life if you can't do that. You know. So, but um, it's something simple as that. But I've been doing weights all my life, Big Brother John. So I, I bring it with me. It brings the community together, man. But it's a, it's gonna be a, a nice event. Come September 10th, I get the fire. Like I said, I get the fire department involved. They come in and shoot water on everybody, and it's just a good
1: thing. It's all good. Me, me and Ron used to always say, one day we're going to go downstairs and just find Teddy's sneakers and his track suit on a treadmill. <laughs>
0: man, you talk about somebody that was wrong. Teddy, Teddy,
1: Teddy loves that cardio. And he, <laughs> and, he weighs, and he weighs like 38 pounds.
0: Don, I tell you, we when we rode together for a couple of years, I mean, we rode together. You know, and Teddy, we'd get up in the morning, boom, go straight to the gym. He, man, and I'm, I'm serious, he would be drenched.
1: Oh and yeah, he wore sweat, the yeah. sweatsuit.
0: Yes. Sweat also. Yes. And I mean, I mean, sweat just popping off man. Yeah. I mean, he's doing his thing. I mean, he's it's like it's like smoke is coming from the machine. I you know <laughs> mean, and he's he's high intense, too, full flare all the way out, 45 to an hour long. I'm serious, he's in, I mean, I'm like, good God almighty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, man, you say, what? Well, you say he can't live if you can't breathe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He'd go, he'd go to the gym with me and Ron, he'd go, we have no desire to be in that part of the gym. <laughs> that, that's all you, Teddy. That's all Teddy. And that would and be
0: that when we go to the gym. i just say, yeah, I'll just come back. And just, i just give me, if i come back, he, <laughs> he's still going, 100%. And I, and I I took my hat to him, you know, because that ain't easy to do. I mean, no, no him, he, he works
1: hard. He works, he works hard, hard man.
0: He puts it down. He sent me a, a video. Him and, uh, he's doing the, the ab machine. And he he got he got it all stacked up to the bottom, and he's like this. And I'm thinking I'm looking for a full rep. and he can talk to me how I have to get him one all the time. He's doing it, just barely barely moving. He just say, yeah, boogie, this I'm, I'm like go all the way down, man. Give me some go i don't have to go all the way down i got enough abs just like, yeah i love mr long man he yeah he, he gets after it brother but he can have that cardio he kills it. He, crushes it. he crushes it man without a doubt it's been a real pleasure john and and mr briscoe to to be here today as you can see me and this guy that guy right there but i thank you again once again mr Layfield, for for just supporting me and as far as my, my career is concerned. Mr. Biscoe, it's a real honor and pleasure to, to to have the same from you, brother. I really appreciate you both.
1: Sincerely. Boogie, I love you. You're one of the good dudes. I've always been yeah. happy. Every time I see you, I, I get a smile on my face. Uh, oh, you know, man, me and Ron man. just thought, thought the world <laughs> of you. Still do, still do. <laughs> you so, know, thank, you, man, thank you so much. And I'm so happy for all your success. Thank, thank you very much. Brother. Thank you thank so you. much, Mr. Lentbill, appreciate it.
0: Oh, today I have one thing one thing to say to you, uh, Mr. Lentbill.
2: Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs>